If you're going through hard times and looking for a way out, it's important to know that life isn't an Olympic figure skating event. There are no points for difficulty. You either stay stuck or escape. That's why you deserve to take the path of least resistance. Any voices telling you that's not allowed are not voices invested in your freedom. My name is John Oakes, and this is The Easy Way Out. What's up, everybody? Uh, John here. I'm going to do something a little bit different today. To give you some context, I've been shifting how I do all my social media content. I've hired a guy who he comes up with good questions that can like get views and like rank for the SEO on TikTok or do well in the algorithms on YouTube and Instagram. And in the future, I think it's going to be a real game changer for me and free me up to do more, more coaching, more teaching, more podcasting. But he's an interesting dude. You know, he's a, he's a young Spanish guy and likes to party, but also is very thoughtful, very, very wise for a 21 year old. So he, you know, in interviewing me, he took like a real interest to it. And so we had some interesting conversations. Um, so it's interesting to see somebody who's much younger sort of processing these ideas, and frankly, in a way that usually people don't start thinking about them until their, their thirties or forties, if they ever do. So yeah, he's Will. He's a good dude. He's basically kind of like an assistant now who helps me with content. And uh, I asked him if we could just upload these conversations as podcast form, because let's face it, you know, of all the clips we, we create in this, out of this interview, um, you're probably not going to see most of them. You know, even if you're on Instagram all the time, like Instagram is going to show you some of my clips and not others, you know? So I figured this would be a nice way for you to be able to benefit from everything we talk about in the interview. I think we'll probably chop it up into three, three episodes. So this will be shorter. Um, uh, I do want to have more regular podcast content for you. So, you know, apologies for not being able to do that as much lately. I've been really, really busy doing uh, my weight loss freedom Academy. We kicked that off about three months ago. It's doing awesome. Like it, it's really cool. Like I, I, I've, I really believed going into it that it could be better than one-to-one coaching, you know, using this, leveraging the power of community, um, having an actual course as like the backbone of the coaching program so that we can also use our live coaching time really to just work on implementation and applying the lessons that are being taught in the course. So it just speeds everything up. It's an amazing group of people who are really serious about changing their lives and you know, they started off all quite confused and scared to do it. So if that's how you're feeling about your journey, I encourage you to get started anyways. Um, and if you're curious about how to get started, you know, you can always uh, inquire about coaching. This is a significant change to the trajectory of your life. So it's not like signing up for a gym membership. It's a bit more of an investment. However, I believe it's one of the best investments you could ever make in yourself. And if you're not doing it, with this program, I hope that you find whatever program is right for you because, you know, it's so easy to let the, let the days and months and years f- go by and uh, we can very easily leave ourselves unattended to. We're just going to be putting out fires right and left and then we'll never actually sit down and face the biggest issues. But I also understand how we get, we get into that head down, you know, one fire at a time headspace and, and 
how time can pass so easily. I made my program with that in mind that I want it to be something that it helps people um, slowly and deliberately put more and more focus on their core well-being uh, and not take focus away from other things, but actually reduce the, the places where they're misspending their effort. So we actually make life easier in the process of coaching. It's not, oh, here's another thing you have to add to your list to do. We actually uh, go through that list of things you have to do. And through the process, you'll identify, oh man, I really don't need to do this, this, and this. Um, Or this could be done way more efficiently. And it all has to do with mindset and letting go of the things that, that aren't serving you. So that's why a lot of people in the coaching program end up seeing changes with their relationships or their career before they actually see a bunch of weight falling off. Because that's that's what my coaching programs are all about, is getting to the root causes so that you can lose weight in an easy, straightforward manner, which it really can be uh, once you learn how to get out of your way. So that's what the Weight Loss Freedom Academy is all about. It's about freedom. It's not about the work harder academy. It's not the be really disciplined and perfect academy. It's the freedom, weight loss freedom academy. And so far we're seeing people get freer and freer. It's very exciting. Um, If you'd like to get more info on that, on that, you can email me, john at oaksweightloss.com. That's oaks with an E. So without further ado, I, I will let this recording play out. You know, it might not seem, we didn't, we didn't record it thinking it was going to be a podcast whole cloth. So if there's little asides and, you know, production meetings (laughs) in the midst of our conversation, uh, I'll just let you enjoy that along with the, uh, the goodies. Um, But yeah, if you're interested in coaching, please contact me, john at oaksweightloss.com, oaks with an E. And I can tell you more about the Weight Loss Freedom Academy and who it's for and if it's right for you. Uh, if you're looking for support, free support on your weight loss journey, make sure you're joined up to the Facebook group, Lose Weight with John on Facebook. I just said that. And you can follow me on YouTube. You can follow me on Instagram at John Oaks Coaching, I think. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's a link in the, in the show notes. You, you'll figure it out. Um, not as active on TikTok anymore because TikTok uh, decided that they hated me and has basically um, shadow banned me, will not show my videos to hardly anyone. But we're making moves on YouTube and Instagram, and uh, hopefully that that organic traffic will uh, get booming again. Maybe it'll take a while before it was like it was in the heyday of the good TikTok times. But um, further ado, here's the good stuff. Enjoy it. I hope it's helpful and you can look for the second part of this interview to post uh, maybe in a few days or a week. All right. Take care. If you have any questions, please reach out. I'm always here to help. Here you go. How has your PhD helped you in your weight loss journey and most importantly, you know, helping others do what you did? I got a PhD and sometimes I wonder why, apart from the fact that I just did it for fun, um, it really did impact my coaching because a lot of what I, a lot of what I examined was, how do people become drawn into marginalized groups somewhat willingly based on cultural delusion, and so I was working with you know very poor migrants in sub-Saharan Africa who were kind of stuck between a a, a xenophobic 
government and social structure in there in South Africa, but then also dealing with a very demanding and somewhat diluted home culture uh, and leaving them feeling very high and dry. Obviously, it's different for overweight people, but I've come to find that there are a ton of cultural delusions that lead good people who are trying hard to get better into repeated cycles of failure, repeated cycles of shame, and basically setting themselves up for failure every time they try in good faith to lose weight. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. No, that makes sense. By the way, uh, I gotta ask, do you have your iPhone recording as the other time? Oh, I don't. Sorry. Try to set, set it up if you can. Because I think that's... Yep. I've got this, like, octopus thing in my new office, so I've just got to, like, swing it. Beautiful. Yeah, I've seen you, you change the background a little bit. It's great. Good background. Well, I moved, so... Oh, yeah. That's right. You told me, yeah. Okay, well, shit. How am I going to do this? How's your new place? You like it? Yeah, I love it. It's kind nice. of hot up here. It's an old house, but it's much nicer than my old place. Okay, I need to think this through. Shit. All right. I've been off vaping. Yes, I was saying, man, I've been a couple of weeks off vaping, and I'm fucking... Oh, you're off vaping? Yeah, man. I've been... Because I, 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 I like, ran out of them, and uh, my plug that gets me uh, the vapes from America, because here in, in Europe, uh, 5% of nicotine is just illegal, right? So... Uh, my plug is in is in another city, and I gotta I gotta get a fucking you know sh- shipping company to get them there from from there to here, right? And it's a fucking no 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 weed, no 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 like nicotine like yeah. Oh, it's illegal in Spain. It's it's illegal. That is above two uh, percent uh, of nicotine, and in in America. They are off five uh, percent, so yeah. And once you try the five percent, it's like you cannot go back, right? But anyways, <laughs> Mike. Okay, how we doing? There you go. Okay, so first question is on. Um, what's the mindset people need to apply to start losing weight today? The biggest mind shift, the biggest mindset shift that people can go through to start losing weight immediately is to stop trying to lose weight fast and start trying to lose it for the last time. And the way you do that, there's many ways, but the biggest thing is do not motivate it by shame. That is harder than you think it is, but it's really worth your time to sit down and look at your motivations and ask yourself, is this, am I trying to solve a problem or am I trying to go after a life and a health that I really want? If you're trying to solve a problem, you are just creating a problem. Mm-hmm. You're not taking care of it um as for like taking care of the root problem right like in it it does try to solve something let me explain because if you're if you're losing weight to solve a problem you're gonna end up you're gonna end up putting unnecessary pressure on this you know basically a marathon right you're gonna feel like you have to sprint because you feel like you're in danger because there's a problem and you got to solve it now and that's partially shame that's upping the the pressure and the oh, what's the word? Sorry, man, it's early. My brain's not working. Um, <laughs> no problem. And upping the urgency, and you do not need pressure and urgency 
to make lasting life changes. In fact, they're going to get in your way. So by removing the shame as a motivator, you end up pursuing something that you truly want based on the values you have, based on solid thinking, logical thinking, clear-headed thinking, not the best, fastest, quickest ways that are just going to get you, um, that are just going to keep you in the cycle of failure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So w would you say like um, losing weight as in taking care of a problem or like solving a problem is more like a short-term thinking rather than the long-term thinking of, hey, let's forget about shame and actually just pursue a different kind of lifestyle for the health and, and, and kind of like, um, I guess, who, who you want to be, right, in, in the long run, right? So one way to think about, one way to ask yourself if you're motivating your weight loss out of shame or if you're motivating it out of your innate values is, am I trying to solve a problem, right? Am I trying to lose the weight so that I can be okay? so that I can be loved, so that I can be enough, so that I can be seen. Because if that's what you're doing, then you're actually just deepening the belief that you aren't loved and that you aren't worthy and that you aren't seen until you lose the weight. So you're putting yourself into, you're creating a losing proposition right off the bat. Lasting weight loss happens when you are able to cultivate, when you're able to appreciate the truth of your self-worth now and let that inform your decisions so that you, your weight loss can be an expression of who you really are and what you truly want rather than some dead rush to try to solve the problem of you. <laughs> that's, that's deep, man. <laughs> that's deep, <laughs> to be honest. I love that. love that answer. Um, moving on, how, how tight would you say, I like that you put a, lot, a bunch of stuff here I want to touch on a lot of. Um, how tight would, you, tight would you say discipline and weight loss are? Discipline and weight loss are incredibly tight and they're also on completely different planets. And it depends on what we're talking about when we talk about discipline. If discipline is you getting up and doing the things you love to do every day, even if one day you kind of don't feel like it, but you're committed to your values and your deepest desires, great. But if discipline is you getting up, doing things you think you have to do in order to be loved or to have the things you want to have, that is, is incredibly misguided and it's how most people motivate their weight loss. I can't tell you how many clients come to me or potential clients come to me and they say, I just need to be more disciplined. How? Where are you going to find it? Discipline is not motivation. Discipline is a guidance system. Discipline tells you where to go. It does not provide you the innate motivation to go there. That comes from the alignment of your desires, your ability, and your permission. So one thing you have to ask yourself is, whose discipline am I trying to cultivate here? Is it some Instagram influencer's sense of discipline, or is it mine? Most people don't know themselves well enough to understand what their discipline actually looks like. And quite frankly, most people can forget about discipline and simply try to avoid solving problems and simply try to express the truth of who they are in their actions. Because once they start to do that, most days, they're going to start to see results. And other people will look at them and say, oh, wow, you're being so disciplined. I remember doing this many times. Somebody, uh, when I was uh, in college, in undergrad, I was, you know, 
being pretty healthy and I was eating like a tuna fish sandwich every day because I liked it and it was easy. And this this girl, you know, this pretty girl who sat behind me, she, she tapped me on the shoulder. She's like, I'm really impressed. You're so disciplined. I'm like, I must be the first man in the history of the planet to impress a woman by eating a tuna fish sandwich every day. But that is the power of people ascribing <laughs> what you're doing. She, she's like, oh, you must be, you must have such a strong character that you're able to eat that disgusting sandwich every day for the sake of health. It's like, no, it's easy and I don't mind. But that's what most people do when they see other people succeeding. They watch other people doing things that they want to do and they go, wow, they're so disciplined. So if I wanna have what they have, I need to do what they're doing or I need to be disciplined like they're being. Hmm. And, and, and I think what you said earlier is like, uh, in order to have what you really want to have, you got to first figure out what is actually that you want, right? And what is, what, as you said, right, what is aligned with your values? Because otherwise you won't find discipline. Discipline is just doing what you love and what is innate to what you believe is right, right? So, uh, and you said most people don't even know themselves and hence why they struggle by, you know, copying or imitating other people's values in order to get what they, what other people have thinking that that's what they want, right? So it's like now what pops up to me is the question of like, how can someone find themselves or like, how can you erase all of that distortion and influence and start from scratch and think about, hey, I mean, what is naturally what I'm inclined to, you know? So if you want to know what you really value, take away all the shoulds, remove all the shame, and remove all the fear of failure. What you'll be left mm -hmm. with is what you really like to do. One trick to, to get yourself into that place is ask yourself, if I won the lottery tomorrow and I was sitting on $24 million and my bills were paid, I didn't have to worry about impressing anybody because I can have all the houses and cars, whatever, all the materialistic stuff, I can have it. What then? What, what would I do with my life if everything else was taken care of and there were no fears or shame or shoulds driving me? When you got 24 million bucks, a lot of society's rules don't really apply to you anymore. So what would you do if you were freaking rich all of a sudden? I asked myself that question one day when I was in my mid twenties and I answered the question. I said, I would get a PhD. So I did. And it was a great decision. I didn't end up working in academia, but that was also a good decision. And so but, I, um, I continue to, that's why I do this because I asked myself if I was completely uh, taken care of and there was, I wasn't trying to solve any problems. I was just, doing the things that are most important to me, what would I do? I would get on the internet and talk to people and try to help them. And that's why I do what I do. Beautiful, man, beautiful. You know, the, the thing is like, uh, and I don't want to get derailed because I know we can, but um, it's like, when I answer myself that question, because I, I asked myself that question before, uh, what, come, what naturally comes to me being realistic and being true to myself is like, and when I had the opportunity, like quote unquote, when I had all my bills paid and, you know, university life type of stuff where I was making more money and, and I was having that freedom, right? And, and, and get, got rid of all the, all of that, all of those rules and shame and, and shoots and all that. Uh, what I did is basically just indulge in, 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 in short term pleasure, right? Uh, whether that be drugs or, 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 you know, meaningless sex and, and, and 
um, fast food, stuff like that, right? Which got me into a really bad place, to be honest, right? Over the course of, you know, several months, um, sometimes even years, right? But it's like, when, and when, when I, when I dove deep into that, I, the conclusion that I made sometimes is like, hey, is there, is there, like, there's probably a problem with me, right? Because if naturally what I'm inclined to do is something that's bad for me, like, what the hell is wrong with me? You know what I mean? Like, why would I not rather do something that I know is going to be, get me better mentally and physically in the long term, right? Even though I know, so, right, what's, it's it's a little bit fucked up, right? I mean, why would you? But it's it's not, there's nothing wrong with you if you're continually doing things that you don't really want to do and you're not doing the things that deep down you want to do. People have been grappling with this question for a long time. In fact, even uh, the Apostle Paul, St. Paul, depending on your religion, uh, said in Romans, I do the things I don't want to do and I don't do the things I want to do. Even that guy was puzzled by this aspect of, of being human. So you're not alone. And honestly, this question, once I read that as a young man trying to figure out how to be good and, you know, being perfect Christian boy, um, it caused me to wonder, like, how do we get out of that? And that's, that question has honestly been part of what brought me here is wondering how can we do the things we want to do and not do the things we don't want to do. And I've realized that a lot of most of us have never been taught the difference between our impulses and our compulsions. We haven't been taught anything about this, so we often identify impulse as the kind of the same thing as compulsion. But impulse is you see a bus coming at somebody and you go grab them out of the street. Impulse is good. Impulse mm -hmm. is your innate values being expressed in your actions. Impulse is I want to draw a picture, so I draw a picture. I want to go to the gym, so I go to the gym. Right? I want to buy that thing, so I buy the thing. Now, you can temper impulse with your higher consciousness, right? Emotions can come up, and emotions will come up with some sort of impulse attached to them. So if you get angry, here's the emotion, here's the impulse. They're two separate things. What you can learn to do is say, okay, I'm angry, I want to punch that guy, but if, if I honor the emotion of anger, I can actually cognitively choose my reaction and say, I'm not going to... Um, act with that reaction, I'm going to take a more thoughtful approach that's going to better my interests in the long run. So what I really want deep down, I'm going to do that in response to this anger. And when you're doing that, you're actually honoring the anger. Your brain is seeing that you're honoring the, the emotional signal it sent you because there's clearly an issue. Something is pissing you off. And for your own survival and that of the group, um, you need to resolve that. But compulsion is different. Compulsion is when an emotion arises and you feel like you can't be there with it. So we end up reacting to the emotion. We have to do this because we're not willing to honor the emotion. Give, let me give you an example. You get home from work, you're really stressed out, you're really tired, and an emotion comes up and says, eat, eat, eat. And so we do. You feel bad about yourself, so you drink, right? We, we, we feel certain things, and because we're not willing to be with the emotion, we have to act on the compulsion that's being suggested. 
But what happens is, so a lot of times people are eating a bunch of food that they don't really want, right? They're emotional eating. That's the number one issue facing people with weight issues. What they're not seeing is that their eating is a compulsion, not an impulse. Because a compulsion is trying to solve the problem of the feeling that you're feeling. So notice next time you are entering into a compulsion that there's an emotion there that you're incredibly uncomfortable with. And it's the discomfort with that emotion that's causing you to try to fix it or distract from it with the drugs or the alcohol or the sex or the food or the Netflix or working too late or whatever it is. It, it can be exercise. If you're distracting mm -hmm. away from your emotions rather than feeling them, being there with them, then you're acting in compulsion. Even if it looks healthy from the outside, it's not.